Welcome to Green Energy Futures. I'm David Dodge. The leap that we need to make in energy is basically to supplant non-renewable energy with renewable energy almost entirely inside, let's say, the next 50 years or so. That's Chris Turner, the author of Geography of Hope and The Leap laying out the big challenge in our opening program in the Green Energy Futures series. From that first episode on, we brought you stories that revolved around that very theme. And today, we bring you some of the best moments from the Green Energy Futures so far. It's a bold vision, a brave new energy world that doesn't compromise the future and contributes to a high quality of life. When we went and talked to students at Nate's Alternative Energy Program, we were inspired by the next generation's determination. I think that's where the future is leading to. Uh, green technology seems to be the answer for things, for our problems environmentally, and because the demand's increasing, and uh, because I wanted to make a positive change in the world. We also found people more than willing to share their expertise. Les Wold from Effect Homes is a net zero home builder. And building a home that produces as much energy as it consumes isn't as hard as you might think. The three most important things to achieve net zero are, one is the building envelope, second is the orientation of the home to capture as much passive solar energy as possible, and then the third is optimizing the home so that it actually can generate electricity using the sun's power. Then we headed to ground zero for Ontario's renewable energy revolution. We talked to former Trek staffer Deb Doncaster under the Exhibition Place wind turbine. It's North America's only urban wind turbine and a powerful symbol of Canada's most ambitious renewable energy policy. Toronto Star columnist and Corporate Nights editor Tyler Hamilton has seen the change firsthand. Yeah, you can drive around city streets and see solar on the top of buildings or house rooftops. You can see uh, solar ground mount systems and farmers fields. Really, in most places you drive around Ontario, there's at least some evidence of the impact of the Green Energy Act and the Feed and Tariff Program. Some argue the build-out of green energy in Ontario was too fast. So when horse farmer Heidi Igel from Pincher Creek, Alberta, went to speak to Ontarians about her positive experiences living next to a 136-megawatt wind farm, she was surprised by the harsh reaction she got. Why did I do this? Because I'm crazy. No, I, did. <laughs> I did this because there's only a few things that I think that you really need to maybe stand your ground on and speak out, for me anyways, and the, the one of them that is the most important is protecting the natural environment. Heidi's story, however, did resonate with readers, and it became our most shared and liked article on the Huffington Post. The Premier of Nova Scotia, Daryl Dexter, put it well when he described why his province has set such ambitious renewable energy goals. Fundamentally, we just wanted to get off of fossil fuels and we wanted to have a stable, sustainable, long-term uh, energy supply that was going to give people a reasonable cost for an essential service. Nova Scotia's goal is to get 25% of its electricity from renewable sources by 2015 and 40% by 2020. And they just might do it. That's the best of Green Energy Futures for 2012. You can find photos and links to our Facebook page and Twitter account at greenenergyfutures.ca. Thank you for listening. I'm David Dodge. <laughs>